Hello and welcome to the Albion Obsessed podcast. It feels like it's been a long, long time since we've chatted to you all, so it's really great to be back on the show talking about all things Brighton and Hove Albion. We've got quite a lot to discuss. We've got some loan moves out of the club, a little bit about Kukurea and what Tony Bloom had to say about his supposed move to Manchester City. We're going to talk a little bit as well about some Twitter beef that's been going on that we're not big fans of. And of course, we're going to be chatting about our first pre-season friendly against Union Saint-Gilloise or USG, if you'd prefer. But before we dive into that, let's see who we've got on today. We welcome back Joe. Joe, mate, how are you doing? Yeah, good, mate. As you say, it's been a while. Um, I think it's been about three weeks in between episodes, Um, but there's not been much happening, really. Um, Pre-season is the worst time of the year. Um, yeah, lots to speak about. And uh, I admire your um, pronunciation on USG because I tried to say it yesterday and it just sounded like I was drunk, really. So. It's all about confidence. And I do vaguely remember some of my uh, French uh, lessons from school. I know they're not a French side, but I believe they speak French in some parts of Belgium along with Flemish. But I could be mistaken. Uh, apologies if you're from Belgium and I've got that horribly wrong. Uh, we also welcome back Dan. Dan, may I see you're sporting a fresh trim. Looking sharp, my friend. Looking sharp. It's just basically to uh, try and keep cool under this, this massive sort of heat wave we're getting. So, yeah, I'm all good. I'll try not to melt today. It's been quite warm. I'm boiling in this as well. So it's all good. Yeah, they say um, summer is football shirt weather. I don't know who came up with that idea because, mate, I am cooking. I like. I was just wearing like a vest top and then I uh, I got changed for the podcast, as you do put on this uh, lovely uh, shirt that Aaron has sent me. Thank you, Aaron. Love you lots. And I'm really warm. So I don't know who came up with this idea that summer is football shirt weather because it's just too hot. It's too warm. Uh, the things we do for podcasts. Eh? So let's just chat about a few things before we get on to the first preseason fixture. Uh, a few loans out of the club for our younger players. Uh, one that Joe was probably quite... Um, well, quite obvious to a lot of fans when he was brought in, is that Simon Adingra, um, who was only signed a few weeks ago from FC Norshyland uh, in Denmark, has been loaned out to USG. Um, we'll talk about his performance in the USG team uh, a bit later. Um, but do you think that was a sensible move for him to go to, I suppose, what you could call our sister club to gain some valuable experience? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, you look at the likes of Undav, Mitoma, because uh, what they've achieved um, at USG. And it's the right thing for, for Tony Bloom to do as well, to, to be recruiting for, for both clubs, essentially, because I've got no doubt they're going to want to go again next year and, and try and go that, uh, one step further and, and win the league via the playoff system that they've got, which I don't really agree with. Um, I think they won the actual league itself by quite a few points. And then they're into a playoffs um, and... They, they lose out. So, yeah, a bit guys for them. But as I say, Tony Bloom wants the best recruitment possible for, for that club and for our club. Uh, so it's a win-win situation. Um, and you said we mentioned the, the performance later on, but um, from the looks of it, they've got one hell of a player. Another loan that we saw uh, recently go out, Dan, was uh, Hayden Roberts. Now, last year, uh, Graham Potter decided to keep him in and around the first team, but he didn't actually get any minutes. Uh, I remember, well, on this very show, you know, we were calling out for him to be introduced to the first team for quite a while. 
um, but it never happened. He's gone to uh, Derby County, uh, who are currently being managed by former Brighton player Liam Rossinia. Um, Do you think this is a good move for the young lad? League one level. So, you know, a, a, a good breeding ground, I suppose, to get some valuable experience. Yeah, I have seen that Derby are, are doing quite well in the transfer window as well, trying to get some players in, sort of, and I've seen quite decent players for that level as well. So he'll definitely get some some good minutes down in League One. Um, it's a shame that, obviously, as we said, I think we brought into it that nausea was like last year it was basically that he should have been probably playing a lot more because while we were playing power poorly, we could have been just sort of had that extra sort of. Uh, sparking in because he probably want to show that he wants to do well but yeah he would do i think he would do fairly well at derby because derby before they probably were looking to probably bounce back about relegation so he should be doing they should be doing very well next next season for this season yeah and what a player to learn under as well liam rossinia um fantastic for us um so hopefully hayden can get those minutes and you know really up his game um as you say dan it was a bit of a shame that he didn't get any minutes for us last season um, but I'm sure Graham Potter had his reasons. Um, one last uh, loan out we're just going to chat about, Joe, is Carl uh, Rushworth. He has gone on loan to Lincoln. He was also linked to the likes of Portsmouth and um, Derby County as well, respectfully. Um, Rushworth has got a high ceiling by all accounts. You talk to anyone, they talk about Carl Rushworth. He's introduced, um, sorry, he's played for England at youth levels. Um, he's been famously scouted by Barcelona. Um, Joe, what do you think would uh, make a successful loan season for Carl Rushworth? Do you see him as the number one for Lincoln or how, how do you think he's, they're going to play it? Um, after the time he spent at Walsall, was it? Really, really uh, good. Um, a lot of Walsall fans raving about him. I saw lots of clips of his saves. I'd be very surprised if he wasn't Lincoln's number one. Uh, Lincoln League one, right? So is that a step up from Walsall? Sorry, yeah. Dan, you're shaking your head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Warsaw, Warsaw League Two. Um and he was right. I think yeah. he was young I, player of the season. I thought you meant um Link, uh, Luton, wasn't it? Oh no, Lincoln, sorry. Yeah, Lincoln. yeah. So Lincoln League One. So it's a step up from Warsaw. Um it gets so confusing down there because teams are always chopping and changing. Um so yeah, I think it'd be a really good move for him and um I'm not too sure how Lincoln did last year, um, but I think they might have been pushing sort of top half, maybe even playoffs. Um, so, yeah, if if he could get them into the automatic promotion places or get them to a successful um, pl- playoff um, campaign, then it would be great for him. And as you say, he's got a massive ceiling. Um, he's a great goalkeeper. Even when he was at Worthing, people were raving about him. Um, so yeah, you, you've got to be impressive for people to be looking at you when you're playing that, not to sound disrespectful, but when you're playing a lower, um, league, even non-league, um, in, in Worthing's case, you've got to be a, a really special player for people to be looking at you and saying, okay, yeah, you could even be Brighton's number one in the next three years. Um, maybe that's a bit of a overstatement if that's the right word, but or exaggeration, but yeah, um, I think we could be really excited by him. Yeah, I'm definitely very excited by him. Um, I still maintain that that save he famously made for Worthing is one of the best saves I think I've ever seen at that level of football. Um, 
just talking of Lincoln, he joins uh, former academy players, uh, Max Sanders. And I think there's another young lad who played in our academy. And I think that Liam Bridcut still plays for Lincoln City. So, you know, good good people to be around. Good people to be around. Um, just really quickly, uh, Dan, about loans. Do you see any of our other fringe players being loaned out? Uh, there are talks about Kadra being loaned to the championship. Um, obviously, Graham Potter will be looking at the likes of Kadra, Van Heck, um, you know, Zakiri. Um, what do you think the future holds for those players? I think for like um, Kedra, I think he, he lit up the championship really because I think they they highly rated him at Blackburn. So I thought that that would have been more successful maybe to try try him in the Premier League as a as on the bench as a bench player. Um, Shakira, obviously, we didn't hear much about his his um, how he played in the Bundesliga. So obviously, Van Hel- I think they, he was their player this season. I think as well. So I think he probably deserves to be try that in the Premier League as well so really what I'd expect really at least from Shaqiri but but I'd love to see the other two in the the Premier League I think think they they can do that step up quite easily yeah Van Heck especially we'll talk a bit about his uh, performance yesterday in the second half Um, but no he looks like a player that is very much ready um, to step up to the Premier League it will be very interesting to see um, how Graham Potter you know looks at these players that's what that's what pre-season's for we've said it before um, so it'll be a very interesting preseason. Now, uh, just before we do catch up on yesterday's preseason game against USG, we're just going to talk a little bit about some things that have been happening on Twitter. And in particular, some pretty, I don't know, some generalizations about certain uh, demographics, shall we say. Uh, and it's just gatekeeping. We've seen it before, Joe, and we continue to see it this idea that young people, especially uh, millennials, um about being impatient about being um, you know thinking that they're owed something that they're um you know entitled um this has been born out of people on twitter saying things like oh we haven't signed anyone yet or we still haven't released the new shirt um and it's caused a bit of a rift between some supporters joe what do you make of it um do you think it's just a lot of hot air or is there any validity to these comments uh, I got dragged into it um, by myself, being myself. I always like to have my say on things. Um, and we talk about generalisation. I I was maybe a little bit of a hypocrite when I said that people shouldn't be generalised because then I, I then went on to generalise um, about the people that were talking about the, the people who were generalising. Um, it's just a minefield, Tom. Um, it, I I just think that people should take a bit of a chill pill and just let people crack on and say whatever they want to say. Because at the end of the day, does it hurt you if somebody's tweeting, where's the new shirt? No, it doesn't. Scroll past it. Does it hurt you when somebody's saying, oh, we should have signed this player? No. They're entitled to their opinion just as much as the next person's entitled to their opinion, as long as it's not derogatory or anything like that, of course. Um, But I just think myself included, people should just scroll past it. Um, I've got a lot to learn about myself. Um, I said to someone, they they tweeted me and was like, um, I don't know, calling me all all sorts um, and basically called me out. And the best way to deal with those people is to accept yourself that you've maybe said something wrong. 
So I always tweet back to people, and, and I mean it when I say it, I'm really sorry you took it that way. I'm always trying to better myself, so thank you for telling me that you feel that way. That's the way to deal with it, not to just instantly jump down people's throats and instantly start blocking and blaming because that's just going to get us nowhere. So you just have to learn about yourself, move on, scroll past, put the phone down and just walk away. (laughs) Yeah, but Joe, were you born at the Goldstone? Stop it, Tom. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) I know we've said it before. The gatekeeping is ridiculous. And I don't like the generalizations of, you know, younger fans, because if... I I mean, I, I haven't been through the Goldstone. I vaguely remember the stuff that happened in the 90s because I was seven. Um, I'm very glad in a way that my son will never have to experience the with thing. I'm very glad of that. I'm very glad that younger fans will never have to experience, uh, you know, wondering if their club will still exist. Also, Tom, can I just say something really quickly? Um, I think somebody said something um, to me about the identity of the football club. Um, and fans wanting rid of the identity of where we've come from. But just look at what's around us as younger fans. I've got this shirt in the background representing our history. Dan's wearing the same shirt. Um, you're, you've got a very old training shirt. I've on. got lots of you've got every You've got everything. But isn't, doesn't that show people that we are proud of where we've come from? If we're sporting the, the stuff that, yeah, we were in our darker days. But I, as I said on Twitter. We did a whole episode on it. We did a whole exactly. episode on I it. Have, I have spoken to so many people and educated myself and watched so many videos and read so many articles. I'm not asking for a pat on the back or a bloody medal. But I wanted to do it because I wanted to learn about our football club. So if somebody tells me that I'm diminishing the, the image or the... Um, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Identity of our football club. Then I'm sorry, but I, I, I just I can't take that. And that that's the one that really triggered me over the last week uh, on Twitter. But um, as I say, I need to learn from what I say about it and just move on from it. Yeah, it was um it, just for context. That was in regards to Joe has been posting some really wonderful uh, concept kits. Um, on Twitter, and it was in reference to a, a cl- an altered club badge where it was just the seagull instead of the crest. Um, it's just worth reminding uh, fans of that shirt there and the wrong blue shirt. Uh, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, back to what I was saying, it's this idea that I'm very glad that, you know, younger generations don't have to, haven't had to go through those hardships. And it's like Attila the stockbroker said, you know, it's important that history is there, but we can't keep he didn't say these exact words, but it's this idea that we can't keep banging on about it. We can't keep this gatekeeping stuff because it's not younger fans' fault that they weren't born. Um, and just one last thing from me. If you wanna if you wanna generalize, I mean, you could easily go on North Stand chat. I'm part of North Stand chat, but I'm pretty sure the demographic on North Stand chat is older than millennials, generally speaking. And if you go on there after a game, especially like a loss, there's loads of moaning, there's loads of complaining about certain players or Graham Potter or the play style. But I wouldn't go around and say, oh, bloody boomers, boomers bloody moaning. They're so entitled. Of course I wouldn't, because it turns out that people just like to moan. And being a part of a generation is completely irrelevant. 
it's just people moaning because people like to vent. Exactly. The, the simplicity of it is it, people say, and I, again, I'm, I'm probably, I probably do this, but people say, oh, Brighton fans are this. Brighton fans are always going on about this. Why are Brighton fans so... It's every... If you go on to Chelsea Twitter, Crystal Palace Twitter, Aston Villa, they've got the same individuals. And it's just... It's football. People are going to moan. People are going to have their opinions. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't get the uproar, but whatever. No, I fully agree. It's just people being people. Anyway, enough about that. But it's just, again, it was nice to vent. It was nice. It was cathartic experience. So we move. Sorry, Dan. What 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 do you think about it all? Because I, I know that you were quite vocal. Um, yeah, it's also the, the worth mentioning. Well, Dan, you um, were in contact because it got a bit toxic towards certain individuals, um, and of course, we we have extended our support to a particular individual. Um, there you got very toxic, Dan. Very toxic indeed. What is your take on all this? It's just nonsense, all of it. It's just you know, I've I've only supported the club for not well, 10, 10 years now. Obviously, you know, I've I've obviously I'm, I'm wearing this kit because that's our history. It's it's I even said that we should have the red badge. People said, Oh, why do you need the red? It's 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 the Bellotti's so, um red the dangerous red badge i'm like yeah but it's still our history and obviously as you, you alluded to as well obviously i've had one person obviously sort of be since since it's fan board stuff happened it's got very very tossed towards one person which i'll all right names so if you people we know anyway but i've noticed that basically because certain individuals didn't get put forward for this board the person who one person that i've seen was vocal say oh yeah i got in Everyone was going towards this person, and basically it ended up to this point. Yeah, was it yesterday or the day before that David obviously said that I've actually stepped down because I can't handle all the pressure. And it's like to that, to that, that's, that's just bullying. At the end of the day, he was voted in. I don't know if it was fairly or whatever. That's the club to 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 either come out to say it was all fair or whatever. You can have your opinion about that. The age of people who whatever. They're there for a reason. You, they were there, they voted, voted in this, in there, and there's no need to to badger on somebody. And it's just the point where I it got very, very bad. I just ended up just, just stepping. I just could near, near. I was trying not to lose my head and start basically calling people out and basically destroying myself. But as I kept kept myself as calm as I could and just said, "Look, just stop now. It's getting bad now. This person is, you know, he's actually said that he's struggling at the moment." You just stop. It needs to stop. It's not going to work. Nothing. It's going to. You're not. You're not. Your life's not be better from it. His life's obviously getting worse. You know. Just stop. And it carried on. I was just like, just look. Just, just stop. You're not. You're not getting anything from it. What's the point? Just shut up. <laughs> just stop. Walk yeah. away. Both. Both of you. Just walk away and just, just ignore it. Come back tomorrow. You both probably have a different outset mindset, whatever on it, and obviously the next day it carried on anyway. So uh, it's just it's just nonsense. It's just you know if I I was born during the Goldstone era, obviously when the when the Goldstone went down, I was four. So I don't think I was even able to have a season ticket at a point probably. So I couldn't have gone anyway. So sorry. <laughs> 
yeah, it's um, it's just a real shame, um, as you say, Dan. But if you're not going to help, just 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 walk away because um, you know I'm not against calling people out for having opinion or call you know engaging in discussion. We should say engaging in discussion is a really important part of life. Of course it is. But if you know the person that you're engaging in a discussion with is not in a good place, you just walk away because you're just going to do more harm than help. It was even mentioned in one of the comments toward the person who carried on and literally ignored. I was just like you're being serious right now. You've literally ignored the fact that he's actually said, I'm struggling at the moment. The comment that I couldn't get past was, and I, I'm not going to name names because I don't feel that's right. Um, but there was one particular comment that said, you can't use mental health as an excuse. Mental health is never an excuse. If somebody's reaching out and opening up and saying, I'm struggling, you do, as you say, Dan, you walk away from them or you offer support. Um, I, I, I couldn't fathom that comment. I really wanted to bite it because I've been through my struggles. Tom, I'm sure you have. Dan, I'm sure you have. It's never an excuse. And that really grates on me. No, it's like it's... It, it, it's just people's complete ignorance about mental health. There's a reason why suicide is the number one killer of men below a certain age, young men. Um, and it, it, yeah, yeah, saying stuff like that is uh, completely unacceptable. And the person who said that should be ashamed of themselves. And that is the oh, last the last thing I'm going to say, because that comment has triggered me quite a lot. Um, and I don't want to give it the time of day. Um, so let's talk about the preseason game yesterday against Union Saint-Gilloise or USG. We'll call them USG because I can't keep putting on the, uh, the old flair. There, so we played at USG. It was USG's fourth preseason game, and it was our first. Uh, Graham Potter, as expected, put out two 11s a first half 11 and a second half 11. Um, and I suppose, Joe, the main point of our first preseason game is very much, um, to get minutes in legs to keep working on, on that on that match fitness, that match sharpness. Um, so let's talk about that first half, Joe. First of all, uh, what did you make of uh, the 11 that Graham Potter put out? Were there any players in there that you were really excited to see? Yeah, Julio and Cecil, obviously. Um, Ez had a lot of noise around him uh, about what he can do. Uh, I thought he had a really good first 45 minutes. Um, I thought he worked quite well with Danny Welbeck up front. Um, but obviously you can't read too much in, into these games. As you say, it's all, all to get minutes. It's all to um, see what certain players can do. Um, there wasn't really any others in there that sort of stood out. But again, it's pre-season. Um, and all this thought of our oh, pre-season game should be exhilarating and exciting and uh, all this. And people, I saw loads of comments about, oh, this person was trash, that person wasn't great. Does it matter? Does it really matter? Um, but for the for the purpose of the podcast, yeah, I, I thought Inciso was was fantastic, and I I can't wait to see his progression. Um, and I really want him to stay in the Premier League squad as well because based on what I saw yesterday, I think he could really do something for us. Yeah, that was actually literally going to be the next point, uh, Dan. He was the. Uh probably the standout performer. You could really see that he was uh, trying to impress. Uh, do you see his uh, immediate future as being part of the Premier League squad under Graham Potter? Or do you think a loan out to the Championship or a similar quality of league will be his next step? I'd be 
after that, I'd be probably be a bit upset to see him go on loan because I think he he has something about him. I think, and I think he can flourish in the. That's my gut feeling. But obviously, Graham knows more about it than I do. But you know, from just forty-five minutes of action, I I could see him doing some something in the Premier League. I think, but time will tell. They they know what's best for him. We 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 don't really. But you know, but you know, it's up to them. I I'd love to see him be in the Premier League. Yeah, he could certainly make a, an impact, I'm sure. And Joe, the last thing we want to do is uh, break up this budding bromance between Julio Enciso and Mark Kukurea. Um, um, just very briefly on Mark Kukurea, um, Tony Bloom came out in the week and just said that no bid has been uh, tabled from Manchester City. That doesn't mean to say it's not going to happen. Um, but at this moment in time, uh, you can pretty much put all the rumours about Mark Kukurea to Man City to bed because our chairman has come out and said, yeah, then we've, we've received nothing and we don't need to sell. Uh, but Joe, just uh, your thoughts on NCSO. Uh, do we keep him around or do we send him out on loan for minutes? Uh, yeah, as I said, we, we keep him around. I'm, I'm really excited to see what he can do. Obviously, there's going to be, uh, I believe, five substitutes allowed in the Premier League next uh, this season. Uh, so we need to bolster the squad. Um, we, we need different options and I certainly think that he can give us a different option up front uh, based on what I saw yesterday. He's direct, he's quick um, he's not afraid to take somebody on. Um, I, I was watching the comparison between him and Solly March um, and it's not to nitpick because as I say it's a, it's a pre-season friendly but um, I've noticed a lot even in uh, during the Premier League that Solly sort of backs off and, and doesn't really take someone on um, and they were playing sort of next to each other and I can see the difference between the two. And um, obviously, Solly has given us an option up front before. Uh, not up front, but on the wing. Um, so, it's nice to see that comparison. Uh, a player's not scared to take somebody on. Um, and I think we really need that as well. Because there's been a few times where you just think, don't be afraid. Just try something. Um, and it never, ne- never came off for us, really, last season. Um, so, yeah, as I say, we can be really excited. And hopefully... Um, see him firing in the Premier League. He reminded me a little bit of uh, Jeremy Sarmiento when he first burst onto the scene, this directness, this, uh, you know, not afraid to take players on. So, yeah, very exciting, very exciting. Uh, Another Brighton player caught the eye, uh, Dan, yesterday, um, but he was playing in yellow, and that was uh, Simon Adingra. He certainly looked uh, very direct, very pacey and very exciting. What did you make of um, USG's new loan signing, Simon Adingra? What I saw of him, he looks like like a really decent player because he caused um, our back line a very much of a little bit of a problem because I, I think he nearly scored, I think, as well, if I remember rightly. Um, so, yeah, I, when he comes back and he gets that work permit, I'm sure he'll be in around the squad, same as um, in CISO, and probably be winning the gun for that place if for a starting place and, or on the bench. So, yeah, I think I think he could be a right player. We've got we've got some promising young players coming through, even even just being signed, and the future is looking good. Very much so. Um, I do remember him. I think it was him. He put in a cross to the back post, and they they should have scored, um, but they didn't. Um, and talking of young players, uh, in the second half, we saw a 
different uh, 11, uh, which we, we've come to expect in these early preseason games as uh, minutes start getting into those legs, um, was Van Heck. Now, we've already chatted a little bit about him um, already, but Joe, what did you make of Van Heck's performance yesterday? Because, um, you know, from what I saw and from a lot of the, uh, the, the views of people on socials has been that Van Heck really caught the eye yesterday. Is he ready for those Premier League minutes under Graham Potter? Oh, he's very ready. Very, very ready. Um, he was Blackburn's uh, standout player last season, um, along with, as um, Dan's already mentioned, about Kadra as well. Um, so, yeah, we've got two players that have come back that um, have been prepped um, and, and are ready to go for the Premier League, I'd say. And Van Heck was um, absolutely wonderful yesterday, just solid. Um, he's bloody massive, by the way. Um, there was one moment where he came sort of close to the camera and, and there was a USG player practically underneath him looking up at him. Um, so, yeah, I think he's going to be really exciting to watch next season um, or this season, if you like. Um, and as well, with Webster coming back, we've still got Kukurea on our books. We've got Veltman. We've got Dunk. I think we're in a really good place defensively. Um, if we can keep hold of them. A lot of people are a little bit disappointed that it looks like we might be losing Ostergaard. Um, but to be honest, with how much Van Hex pushed on last season, I'm not overly bothered. Obviously, Ostergaard was quite an exciting prospect. Um, he's not gone yet. I'm not saying he's going to go, but it looks that way. Um, but yeah, I think we're, we're in good stead. And um, yeah bring on next season so we can see what Van Heck can really do. Yeah, just um, just really quickly on Erstegaard. Um, Yeah, you're right. It does look like he uh, will be joining uh, the uh, Italian team that he's been linked with. But just really quickly, it's reminded me of this uh, wonderful comment I saw um, at the early last season when he was on loan at Stoke. Um, because when he joined Stoke, uh, the initial reaction to him was really positive by the fans. And I remember one fan on there fan forum um, I'm gonna uh, just paraphrase because I can't remember the exact quote but it was about if you were given the choice between dribbling past a bear or Erstegaard you'd dribble past the bear because they were that impressed with his tenacity and his just you know I want I want that ball that ball is my ball I need to get that ball back um, so yeah it's um if, if it's the right route move for, for Erstegaard then fair uh, fair play to him to be um, fair that's what I saw from Van Heck yesterday that that same tenacity, that same mindset of that ball is mine, um, and you're not really there. <laughs> There's nothing in between me and that ball, and that ball is is going to be in in my feet or to, to the player I want to pass it to. Um, so I think Graham Potter's probably made a very educated decision um, on who can fit into his playstyle more. Ostergaard's a little bit hot headed, and I think we know with. Um, Graham Potter, he's not, he doesn't tend to go for that type of play. Obviously, I know we've got Neil Morpé. I know we've got Undav coming into the side as well. But I think they're the right mentality. Um, whereas if you've got a player like Andone, um, even I, I know he, he wasn't under um, Graham Potter, but Anthony Knockart as well when he lost his head a few times. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Graham's made the right decision. If he had to choose between the two, that Van Heck will be the one to graduate as such. Yep, and I'm I'm happy to trust Potter on this one. Very happy indeed. Um, so the game, Dan, ended nil-nil. Um, 
for me, I'm, I'm not particularly bothered about the scoreline. Um, as far in as we didn't get hammered, um, which is fine. I didn't expect us to go out there in our first pre-season friendly and score nine or ten goals against a very well-drilled USG team. Um, but of course, there will be some people that will look at that scoreline and they'll sort of their hearts will sink. Um, but can we really, you know, learn much from, especially these very early preseason games? Can we learn much? Is it time to panic or is it just about getting minutes in the legs? It's all about getting minutes, really. I've never really taken friendlies much seriously, other than the Chelsea one, which, which when we had, when we beat, beat like, like a Frank Lampard, I was just sitting there going, nothing to really chat home about. But, um, but yeah, it's just about getting minutes. I think, they, as I said, we, it's our first pre season friendly match with theirs is their fourth did you say yeah um and you know they've they've had a lot more practice than we have so it's gonna it's gonna counter each other out because they're, they're, they've got their tactics all well they're going obviously then i think their players play a lot longer as well obviously they had we had 45 minutes each each of the teams so it was quite hard and obviously uh we had the penalty shoot afterwards which was very interesting which we didn't see which we got promised we didn't see that, but there we go. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd rather not watch the penalty shoots out, to be honest. Um, it's also worth remembering that um, we didn't have a lot of our internationals uh, play yesterday because, um, you know, Caicedo, Trossard, Sanchez, uh, Mitoma, they've all played uh, international games relatively recently, which means they've had uh, more time, time off. Um, Alex McAllister as well just popped into my head. Um, so we were, I suppose, light on a few of our regular first team players. Um, but it's all about getting match sharpness. I think I do think it's worth sort of like remembering that I think these early preseason games are less about getting fit in the terms of like the general fitness. Because I think general fitness for footballers is a lot better than it perhaps it was even 10 years ago because of the amount of uh, money that gets poured into sports science. Um, but it's very much about getting that sort of match fitness and that match sharpness back. Um, so I'm not particularly bothered by uh, the result and I don't really think anyone should be either. Um, one more thing I just want to talk about in terms of the friendly yesterday, Joe, which seems a bit ironic considering I've said, oh, we shouldn't read too much into preseason friendlies. Um, but two players were left out of the squad, which automatically got people thinking about perhaps this will be uh, the beginning of the end for them. And that is the aforementioned uh, Andone and Aaron Connolly. Um, now, we've tried to get rid of Andone for a couple of years now uh, without success. Will this finally be the year, Joe, that we see uh, I don't mean to sound this as harsh as it's going to, but is this, is this the year that we're going to see the back of him? Um, I very much share Solly March's views on Andone. And I don't know if you guys saw the video, um, but there was... Like when he just looks in and goes, oh, you're right. He just goes, oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I sort of forgot we had him, to be honest. Um, I thought he'd actually left. Um, that's just me be, not being clued up on everything um, as much as I should be, maybe. Um, I I would like for him to, for him to move on um, so he can try a different uh, avenue. He can try a, a new adventure. Um, I think it would be best for his career because if he has another unsuccessful loan. He doesn't know where he's going. Insecurity and 
not knowing where you're going is is a horrible thing um, to to deal with. I'm so. sure forty thousand pound a week helps. Well, I'm sure it does, but you know that money doesn't help your mental state at the end of the day. I don't um, know. Gareth Bale seemed pretty happy when he was just playing golf. Well, yeah, but he's going playing golf. He's loving life. He's he's in Spain. He's in sunny Madrid. He's swimming in his lovely swimming pool in his massive mansion. But as I said, I've just probably been a hypocrite and said that I um doesn't help your mental state. But he 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 knew what he was doing. He was playing for Wales. He he was having a great time. Um, but yeah, in terms of Andone, I think it's it's time for him to go. Um, as for Connolly, I don't think you asked me about Connolly, but I'm going to say about Connolly, he needs to go. Leave. I don't want you anymore. You're a waste of our wage budget. <laughs> um, I'm not going to say waste of space because you know he's a, he he's still young. Um, he could go down to the uh, League One and and really push on get some physicality, go on to the championship and just build himself up that way because he needs he needs grounding, um, which a lot of people have been saying. He's been living off of the, the two goals against Spurs and the one goal against Burnley. Um, I know he scored more than that, but it seems to be whatever he posts on his Instagram story. Um, yeah, he just needs to go somewhere where a manager's going to really get drilled into him and... Um, make him realize what being a footballer is <laughs> um it's not it's not love island it's not clubbing every weekend um it's a lot of hard work and time and effort <laughs> there's only so long you can live off two goals against spurs um Dan, what do you make of Andonia and Connolly? Joe's had his say. Um, now, I just, there was a few. There were a few fans last season who thought Andone might be the missing player that's going to bag us a fifteen goals a season. Do you feel like that's a bit over the top, or do you think that he? Well, do you still think he's got something to prove, something to do, or do you think his time is up? Unfortunately, his time's up, I think. Both of them, I think. Um, there's a reason probably why that Graham doesn't fancy him at all. He's obviously come back pre-season. He's been there since the start, and he didn't get a game. He didn't get time in the game, so there's got to be a reason for it. Um, the same with Connolly. I I go and nausea him. I can, I can just keep saying, saying what everyone has to say about Connolly, you know, He's at, he's at the moment on loan to Sush, really, isn't he, in Brighton? So, um, but yeah, he, he does he does need grounding. There there was a there was a player in in the Premier League under twenty threes, you know, the, that 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 caught our eye and gone. Actually, he needs to start, and instead he did start against Spurs. And I was saying, yeah, two debut goals against Spurs, brilliant, brilliant for him, you know. But to say you can say how long you can you can live off that, and you know. Um, I loved the club did pop in my head. I thought before Derby, really. I think how bad everything's going out of Derby. It could be it could be a lot worse for him. It could be a lot worse. But yeah, and and as well and Dona obviously. I think last season we tried to we tried to say to them, look, have him on loan with an option. So, you know, play play so many games, you know, you might like him, he's a good player, you know, have him. But obviously then they, I think he got injured and didn't play. Then Obviously, now we're going back again. Try to try again, but yeah, I, I, I can't see him being both both back in the the squad this year. 
No, I think Cadiz, they tried to send him back in January, I think, Andonia, I mean. I'm pretty sure they tried to send him back because of attitude problems. Um, surprise, surprise. Um, um, but the club, I think, said no. Um, but yeah, I think in regards to Connolly, you're right. There is a player in there, um, a very good player. But I think he knows he's a good player and it's gone to his head. So now I think he's got to the point where he just doesn't think he needs to try. Um, I think he it's, needs... It's a thing called money. If you give him the money... He's going to, he, it goes straight to your head. He's gone. No, actually, you know, I'm a pretty decent player, but but you know, money can only take you so far. He needs an old school Neil Warnock type of manager who's not going to take any of his nonsense and is going to just, you know, tell him how it is. Um, we shall see. I'll be let's just put it this way I'll be very surprised if both of them are still here in September. Um, so yeah, there we go. Um, so now the club leave for a training session in Portugal. Graham Potter's taking quite a lot of the players with him. Um, you know, we, we talked about the likes of the returning loan players, Matoma, Zakiri, Van Heck, uh, Kadra, um, going to work on, um, you know, their training drills in Portugal. So it'll be very interesting to see uh, when the next preseason friendly comes around in Reading, who uh, is in Graham Potter's plans. Joe, um is there any player, a returning player from a loan that you'd like to, you'd like very much for Potter to, you know, give that chance to? Is it cheating to say Van Heck? Or no. you can no. say Van Heck. Okay, I, I, I will say Van Heck, but I'm not going to stay on that point because I've already mentioned um, another player I would like to see part of the plans uh, again. Is it cheating to say Undav? Because I think we all know he's going to be anyway. Um, but I just think, again, he's a different option. I know people say he looks like Neil Morpé, but I think he is a different player to Neil Morpé. Um, I think he's got strength. He can hold the ball up well. Um, he can shoot from anywhere. He's not afraid um, to, to really get stuck in. Whereas I think Neil is more buzzing around the back line, um, pre- pressing and... and um, cutting the passing line so obviously he can get in, in behind the defenders and stuff like that um so yeah um i i'm very excited i i could mention a lot of them um obviously kovlowski very young um but i'll, I'll leave some for dan to talk about um, but yeah no it's, it's exciting and I've, I've said it all along i said it last season as well when people were moaning about our january transfer window we didn't bring that many in um or even there are, there's no rumours, yes, but we've got all of these players coming back who could really step up um, and, and they'll all be like new signings and because we've we've not seen them in a Brighton shirt before. Um, so, yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting and, um, as you say, it'd be very interesting come Reading to see who's, who's still there. <laughs> Same question to you then, Dan. Any player in particular that you're not only excited to see, but you hope that uh, Graham Potter keeps in his plans? Um, same really. Obviously, all the scoring he was doing in the Belgian league, you know, you want to see how how much he can do that in the Premier League. Obviously, Matoma as well, you know, he looks like a really decent player. You know, every, time, every time I've seen seems to go out on his nationals, I've seen videos of his goals. Um, yeah, some of the other ones like uh, obviously Kadri we saw a little bit of in the Brighton shirt, not a lot of it. But obviously more of him. Obviously Van Heck as well. I think 
as as I said before, he's up he was player of the season at Blackburn. So he he must be a good player. So it'd be interesting to see the, the back line. Uh, obviously would we still see um Dunk, Webster and Beltman, or would there be a Van Heck in there, maybe instead of one of the others? Or it's it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting to see how, how things go and who might miss out and who, who gets in. Yes, especially when it comes to defence, because don't forget, we've also got Matt Clark as well, a natural left footer who was West Brom's player of the season. Um, there are, have been rumours that West Brom might come in for a uh, permanent transfer to the club, um, especially that's, well, that's the rumour up here anyway, um, and we sh- but we just have to wait and see about that. Um, in regards to the player that I'm looking forward to seeing, um, I'm looking to see him, forward to seeing Matoma. I think uh, he's going to be a very exciting prospect. Obviously, him and Ndav have worked together before, um, as has Kozlowski. Um, so those three players, hopefully they might have that experience together, which is always a real positive. And I'm also quite intrigued by Karbovnik, who spent last season on loan in Greece, um, because he was brought in at the same time as Jakob Moda. Um, and I remember there was quite a lot of fanfare about his signing because I think he'd been nominated for the Golden Boy Award, I think it's called, which the likes of Messi and Mbappe have all been, um, have all, I think they've won them in, in, you know, when they were youngsters. So I think there was quite a lot of fanfare around the fact that, you know, we were buying this young Polish player who was really exciting, had a, you know, a really exciting future. Um, I don't necessarily think it's gone particularly well when he's gone out on loan. Um, the Greek league isn't, well, it's not particularly uh, competitive in the way that um, the, the the English leagues are from from what little I know of it. Um, but it'll be interesting to see um, how he gets on, especially as he's come out and said that he wants to now play in midfield instead of as a defender. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Graham Potter uh, thinks of him, whether we'll see him in, well, if go out on loan to be sold or as part of the plans, especially as Joe has already mentioned, when we're seeing that five substitutes can be used uh, this coming season. They actually looked really decent, to be fair, yesterday, um, Kabovnik. Um, and a lot of people were saying as much as well. Um, I thought he, he, I believe he played in the midfield role as well. Um, so, And we all know that Graham loves a versatile player. Um, so when Kabovnik knocked on his door and said, boss, I want to play in midfield. He was like, right, let's get to work. Um, obviously, losing Basuma as well, we, we need numbers in midfield. And if, if he can step up, if, if he can have a really good pre-season um, and show what he can do in the middle, then I don't see why not. Um, and as you say, I, I remember uh, when when we signed him and Moda um, that there was as much noise about him as there was Moda. And look at what Moda's done for us in the Premier League. Um, so... It, it'll be really useful as well because obviously um, Jakomoda can help him settle in as well. They're both um, Polish guys. Um, so that it'll be good for, for them to have that relationship built again. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think that could be really one to watch. Very true. And I'll add Ko- Kozlowski to that. And uh, it's like back, back in the Puyo year, we had the Spanish contingent. Soon we'll have the Polish contingent. Um, so, yeah, very much uh, one to keep an eye on there. As are all Lewandowski, does, does he want to sign for us? No. Yeah, yeah, you know, Robert, you know, if you want to, uh, you know, try a, a new challenge, you know, come join us. <laughs> We're wonderful. Um, so, yeah, there we have it, guys. We next, uh, our next game is against Reading on Saturday, the 23rd 
of July. I wonder if we'll see any squad changes, any ins, outs, or any new shirts. Who knows? Don't want to moan about it. So what you will say, see, say, see, what you will see is me in the away end. I'm going to Reading. So that's going to be fun. I'll do a little, uh, like, players to watch vlog, maybe. Um, So, yeah, if anyone wants to come to Reading with me, Dan, Tom, come along. Thanks for the invite, Joe. Um, Reading's not that too far away from me, actually. I'll have a think. Um, So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what has happened between now and Reading. But as I say, I won't moan about too much because we don't want those boomers moaning about millennials even more, do we? And on that generalising bombshell, it is time for us to say fare thee well. Oh, Joe's going to say something. Go, Joe, go. I'm going to say something. Mark Kukurea is a seagull. I had heard a rumour and it was a, it was a, you know, Tony Bloom said it. So if Tony Bloom said it, if Uncle Tony said those words, that's good enough for me. And his hair, we haven't had a swear yet, but his hair is fucking massive. I even heard that he, uh, he drinks Estrella and he eats paella, but that could be wrong. Who knows? As I say, We'll see what happens between now and Reading. So thank you very much, Joe and Dan, for joining me on this scorcher of a Sunday afternoon. I hope you guys out there are keeping cool. Stay hydrated, drink lots, and don't forget to apply that sun cream if you're going outside. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe for more content if you haven't done so already. We love those likes. They're free. You don't have to pay for them at all, and they help boost the channel so please 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 consider giving us a thumbs up a share and just leave us a comment and tell us who you're excited about to see from the returning lone army we have been the albion obsessed thank you very much for watching or listening take care guys we'll see you next time